little bit different. But today I'm going to preach for about four minutes. I was going to say nobody, nobody cheered or clapped for that. But t- t- so today I'm going to preach for just a few minutes, and then we're going to have a conversation. Becky and I are going to ab- about grief and, and what that looks like and, um, and kind of preparation for grief share that's starting in a couple weeks, but also because it's something that we need to talk about in the church. Uh, that, that we don't normally talk about. And so today I invite you to turn, uh, we're going to look at John uh, chapter 11, and I, I believe we're starting in verse 17 there. Um, John chapter 11, we're going to start in verse 17. Um, and so you can stay seated, uh, and this is probably a story that you, you may or may not have heard before, but this is the story of Lazarus. And, and Jesus hears that, that Lazarus is sick, and so the 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 text right before this says that Jesus waited a couple of days before heading to see Lazarus. And so we pick up here in verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, If you had been there, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. This is the word of the Lord, and we can say, thanks be to God. So this text brings us a lot of questions, right? Why did Jesus wait two days? Why, when Jesus showed up, was he just finding out that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days? Why didn't Jesus just, you know, do his God thing and just heal Lazarus from afar? Why didn't Jesus come running when he heard that Lazarus was sick? Why did God allow Lazarus to die? I mean, he was a cousin of the Messiah. Why did this happen this way? And today we're not going to really answer that question, but I do want to point out something. That we have to remember that when we look at the person of Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus was not just teaching us what it meant to be God. While he was teaching us that, we saw a lot of things that Jesus did that reflect who God is, but we have to remember that Jesus was fully God, but yet he was fully human. So Jesus was not just teaching us what it means to be fully God, but he was also teaching us what it means to be fully human. 
And I think in that text that we just read, we see that Jesus shows us what it means to be fully human, to be overcome with emotion, to hurt and to grieve, to have questions thrown at us that we can't answer, and to just respond with grace. And now, if, if we read a little bit further, we would see that, that Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, and it's, it's a joyous occasion. But in the moment where we stopped, there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of grief. Because we don't understand why this would happen to the Messiah. And so we need to let that begin to shape for us what it means to be fully human. And so today I'm going to invite Becky Riles forward, and we're just going to have a conversation about grief. Um, she has graciously agreed to do this, and um, so I, I'm thankful for you, Becky, and in, in your ministry. Um, if you don't know that Becky is actually a um, works with hospice and is a grief counselor uh, with hospice, and. Um, and we're going we're gonna to get into that a little bit, but she has graciously agreed to be up here. So would you say thank you with me to Becky before we even start? Oh, okay. Okay. It is, yes. Can you guys hear her? Yeah, just keep it close when you're ready to talk. So... Um, well, as, as we mentioned the last couple of weeks, and, and not Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, right after Labor Day, we're going to start a ministry called Grief Share, and Becky's going to be heading that up. Um, and so my, my first question really, and we're going we're gonna to kind of intertwine talking about Grief Share and talking about grief in general. So first of all, Becky, why, um, or what are some of your reasons that you have a passion for leading a group like Grief Share?
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing and, um, and being open about that. Um, I've, I've heard that people say, I've heard people say that their grief is different than somebody else's grief. Um, could you maybe speak to that a little bit? So some of, some of you might be thinking about grief share and if that's the right thing for you. And, and you might have been through something and, and you've, you've probably heard of the five stages of grief. Um, I think we're, you're probably pretty familiar with that. So um, I just wanted to ask, is that still the current paradigm? Is that basically what something like grief share will walk through or is it uh, more or less or... Thank you. 
So I, I wanted to make a, a quick distinction here that while Becky is a grief counselor, um, grief share is not group counseling. Um, what gr- grief share is 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 a process for a, as a group to walk through grief as a group. Um, so Becky, it, uh, in coming, if you were to come, it's not that Becky is now your personal counselor. Uh, that, as she said, she she does do, and, and maybe you could work out, but that would it's not a group counseling session. It's a group. And, and Becky's participating in that as well as facilitating that conversation. Um, so with that being said, wh- at what point in the journey of grief would you say that Grief Share, this particular program, is, is, is important or appropriate? What, what might a night at share look like? I've mentioned it before, but this truly is a small group. Um, it, it, we're, it, it gets capped at 12. Is that the number? So um, you're not going to be in a room with 40 people. You're, you're going to be in, in a, ro- a room with um, just maybe 10 people or so. Um, and uh, if somebody shows up, are they committing to attend every session? Is there a cost? Uh, we wanted to offer um, just a, a minute or two if anybody had questions about grief or grief share um, that, that we wanted to be able to answer those. Um, does anybody have any questions?
second, I saw your hand. Yeah, yeah. We, and I, I want to mention to that point too that I won't be there um, I will be in certain sessions that are kind of theological that Becky might say hey can you sit in but it, it, I'm, I'm not going to be there on purpose because I don't want to be oh well the pastor's in the room I, this is going to be a place where Becky might not even tell me who's there because it, it's just it doesn't matter like it, it's just about us creating a safe place for people to come and, and much like Jesus weep and work through tragic loss um, and, and it's such a need in our community um, the grief share is happening in churches in our community like Karen said but every time I check they're all full because it is only like 10 or 12 people and so we could probably use 100 more grief share groups in, in our community so we're, we're just trying to provide one of those
and it is it, this this is an opportunity to say if if we can't come to the church hurt and broken where can we go hurt and broken <laughs> that that's why we're here is is to and and we we're really good on Sundays to come in put together and and I know this is heavy and I can feel it in the room but if we don't t- it's we're not getting it anywhere else we're not talking about hurt and loss and suffering and you're not getting that at work or in you know your neighborhood um, but but we need it we desperately need it um, and so our our goal is just that this becomes a safe place as we talked the other night Becky just said man and somebody could come to know Jesus through this and so I do I do want to say to as, as, and as she said if you know somebody that you think man I really think they could benefit from this try to make the effort to come with them like she said be the bridge even if you've never experienced loss just come on it it'll be okay it's 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 not a you know uh, intimidating environment but we want to create a safe safe place because the the church has got to be the place where we can hurt and mourn together Um, any anything else you want to mention thank you so much for sharing and 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 this is this is an example of being called to ministry and becky's never gonna preach a sermon unless you know you have something to tell me and we can work that out (laughs) you know but but this is hey god called and you know it and and she said yes and it it you know, there's obviously more to that story, and then she shared that a little bit. But so, so thank you for being faithful to, to God's call in your life. Um, yeah. 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 Well, we have um, flyers made up for grief share, little uh, things that you could give out to somebody that, that maybe, or maybe you want to know more. Um, uh, we didn't talk about this, but Becky, if you could hang around for a few minutes after service and just be available, um, and, and I will too if you have any questions. Um, but we, the world is grieving. I mean, in, even before the pandemic, the world was grieving, and, and the world is groaning for a, a safe place to, to be open about that. And so that, that's, that's our goal with Grief Share. But also, you might be hearing this today and go, I haven't experienced loss. Not to be the bearer of bad news, but it's coming. You will experience significant loss in your life, and it's our prayer that as a church, we can journey with you on that and, and not just shove it under the rug and say, let's just put our, our, our happy faces on and, and show up to church every Sunday. So we could talk for hours, but I, I'm thankful for, for Becky for sharing. Can we uh, give Becky appreciation one more time? Um,
and just invite us all to stand this morning and let's have a word of prayer together. Father, we are grateful today that we have celebrated new life, but we've also been given an opportunity uh, to, to just kind of be open about our hurt, much like you approaching Lazarus' dead body and weeping, showing us that to be fully human is to grieve and to hurt and to wrestle with things. But God, we are so thankful that we do not have to walk that alone, that you are with us. But God, we also thank you for this ministry, Grief Share, that, that will allow people to walk that with a group of people that, that it's not the same situation, but, but the, the journey can be walked with partners hand in hand. And so, Father, we thank you for Becky and her, her response to, to, to say, yes, I will in the ways that you've called her to minister. Continue to strengthen each and every one of us to answer that call in our own lives. Uh, God, may this be a safe place for people to come broken and hurting and to be okay with that and to know that we're not judging, but we're just here to love them with open arms and show them your love and compassion. So God, make us today more like you, and that's our prayer. We pray all this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as you go from this place today, would you go as a people knowing that you don't grieve alone, but that the God of all peace is with you, sanctifying you through and through. Amen. Go in his grace and peace.